my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Hello to a big Kiev sandwich with Russian dressing and Western Siberian Scott. This is uh, Superfan Sergey calling you because uh, last week uh, Mr. Kiev mentioned uh, his relationship with the uh, one and only Spanky McFarlane. And I would like to ask a Big Kiev to uh, give us more information on who, who I feel is very underrated actor in that American cinema, Spanky, along with their Porky and rest of Friends, Alfalfa, Dalo Hood, and the, the rest. So please, Big Kev, tell us more. And, and I want you to know I enjoy show. Show is always very good when I get to read it, I listen to the review. And also, uh, good night to OG Dessa, wherever you are. You know. Superpan Sergey. Haven't heard from him in so long. I'm so excited. Wow, Superfan Sergey. I think that might be the first mention by Superfan Sergey of both the sandwich and West Coast Scott. Yeah, I, so, I, so for, for sure. For you geek stuff historians, uh, this episode is of note. <laughs> we have to mark that in the calendar. So when uh, five years from now, when it's getting played on the vintage episodes, you know, we'll have to say, oh, hey, that was the first time when- Superfan Sergey called in and mentioned Sandwich and West Coast Scott. When West Coast Scott continues his task of going through every episode of Geek Stuff and um, uh, what's the right word when you're, you know, when you're doing like the rundown of what happened in the show? It's like, Like, am I archiving it? Am I an archivist? Archiving it so that we we can search for things uh, in episodes without having to go. I think it was around 2015. Yeah, I've been, honestly been thinking about. Know? I've been thinking about creating a spreadsheet uh, to keep track of those kind of things. Instead, of, I mean, right now they're all on the Patreon. Um, so you totally should. Yeah. Well, let's. So before we address uh, Superman Sergey's fantastic email, let's just let's just hit the social medias real quick. If you would like to hear those vintage episodes, one way you can do it is you can start by supporting the show on Patreon for just a dollar a month. You get access to the show's private Discord server where you can chat with members of the show. Uh, I think who's the like strongest. Me. Yeah, like Kev. If you at mention Kev, you get uh, you get a response on the Discord server. I think the current discussion is having to do a lot with 
the lack of the Hulk in uh, in the What If series. Uh, but then for $3 a month, you can get access to the Early Bird Special. So you get these episodes uh, a day or two early. We typically record on Mondays, and so the Early Birds get access to the show on Tuesdays normally. And then for $5 a month, it, that is the bonus round where you get a vintage episode every every 1st and 15th, so twice a month. And then weekly, normally weekly, you get the Sandwich Shop. What did you talk about this week, Sandwich? Uh, I, I did the director's cut of David Lynch's Dune. All four and a half hours of it. Jeez. Did you actually watch the director's cut? Where did you find it? I found it. Where did you find it? Ubiquitous clandestine ways. Uh-huh. Now I'm questioning whether he watched the director's cut. He read the Cliff's notes of... Uh, yeah. I mean, of as, I mean th- th- pulling back the curtain, I watched the movie. I didn't watch... <laughs> it's still a two and a half hour movie. Oh, so you didn't watch the director's cut? Well, I thought that was a joke because I didn't think there actually was a director's cut. I thought that yeah, was just there, a... there, there is a director's cut. I yeah. thought that was just a rib on the fact that there's like a Snyder cut and the Dwayne Rock Johnson cut. And pretty sure. Cut. Pretty sure I told you you had to watch the director's cut. Pretty well, I sure. thought that was a joke because, you know, we like to oh. joke on this show. Like uh-huh. Kevin's a credible source. It's a, it's a comedy show. Right. Yeah, that's a joke. I get it. That's funny. So what you're doing is you're lashing out at me because you you done got caught in a lie. So you lashing out at me. I see. That makes sense. It's all about deflection. Well, speaking of making sense and getting caught, Mr. Sandwich, and this is for you, West Coast Scott, because you don't know this. uh, The Sandwich and I happen to be working in the archive... last week and we opened a box and lo and behold what did we find in that box mr sandwich well we found shogun i'm not gonna lie also kev there is no director's cut for the david lynch dune there absolutely is there's literally an article about why it never happened that came out last week really yes a hundred percent i have it on dvd somewhere in that archive (laughs) what don't you have in the archive well, we know what I do have in the archive, and the answer is the entire miniseries of Shogun on DVD. <laughs> and I can't we believe found you found it. it. And you know who found it? Sandwich made a joke about a box that I opened up, and, and he goes, I wonder, didn't you say something like, oh, I bet Shogun's, or it's not in there, or something. He said, yes, so, he made here. some comment, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I dig through the box, and there it was, oh, just you, like a miracle. You could feel it, you could feel it calling to you. So now you have to watch all 36 hours of Shogun. Yay. It's not 36 hours, it's 35 like and hours. a half. Well, it's like 10 hours. Probably not even that long. Uh, now I got to find the Richard Chamberlain uh, ID for this episode. I got it somewhere. So excited to sit down and did watch. You, did we produce that? Was that ever produced that one? I, I don't know, but I I listened to it the other day when we were talking about this. So I got to find it for this episode. Hey, Kev, he I'm said, telling you, there's no such thing as a, the David Lynch cut. Okay, um, he uh, he's one of the poor unfortunates 
uh, Richard Chamberlain, who said Greek stuff. <laughs> I think that's another good uh, good domain. Do you own Big Kev Greek stuff? Where you talk about? I, I, like, yeah, I probably should. You, know, you talk about yogurt. You talk about uh, falafel. Just re- redirect it over <laughs> to our site. But I think he said that his first pastor. I think he said Greek stuff and not geek stuff, which is a, a common thing with the older folks. Even though I don't understand that how they would get to there from what we had been discussing. <laughs> so I'm not like you know I don't go into these like. Like, you know, Mr. Chamberlain, what do you like on your, you know, Slovakia or whatever they fucking eat Greek people? Tzatziki, yes or no? Yeah. You know, like, what do you, what, what would the Greek stuff be? Exactly. Parthenon. There you go. Waste of space. You know, like what, what? Are you still looking up a David Lynch director's cut? No, I'm just letting you talk. There's never been an officially released one. That is true. But there's also never been an officially released Star Wars holiday special, but you've seen it, right? I, I, I haven't seen that, no. There's also never been an official release of Tron Uprising. Really? Which is the animated series from Disney. It never came Yet out? I own it. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's finish up with the last tier on the uh, on the Patreon for ten dollars a month. You can view all of this excitement. You can watch uh, Sandwich googling whether or not there is a director's cut live on the Instagrams uh, for just ten dollars a month over on. That's right. Live. Watch Sandwich Google live. And of course, other ways to interact with the show. Be sure you're following the show on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagram. It's all Geek Stuff TNG. You can also contact us and leave a voicemail like Superman Sergey by calling the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email at geekstuff. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. I think we had an email from uh, Grandma Ma, uh, scolding Sandwich for not knowing how to change a tire as well. <gasps> Was there? Yeah. I'll read it next week. I'll, I'll print it up and read it off next week, so... Uh, but yeah, so send us emails. We do monitor the voicemails and the emails. We appreciate the outreach. And then I will let Kev respond to Superman Sergey about Mr. Spanky. Um, so I, I think it was pretty much the last year or two of his life. I actually interviewed him for um, a publication that I was working for at the time. And it was an incredibly fun. I spent an entire afternoon with him, which was really great. Um, but he was just at, at that point in his life. I don't remember how old he was. The answer is quite old, but I don't remember exactly how old. And uh, at that point in his life, I think he was just, he just kind of had it sort of with the way the country has had gone, you know, and he was just kind of a crotchety little old man, but he and I always found things to laugh about, which was funny. So I corresponded with him, you know, and spoke with him on the phone quite regularly in that period. And the story that I tell people, um, uh, besides the fact that he loved Chinese food, which I thought was hysterical. And I, I had Chinese food with him a couple of times. Um, uh, he came and played in a golf tournament and did some other things. And I met up with him. That was the Chinese food. But the story I tell people is that, um, so I, I'm sitting in my apartment one day and I get a phone call, uh, and it's, and it goes, Hey, Kevin Spanky. And I was like, Hey, Spank, what's up? And he's like, um, guess where I'm calling you from? And I said, where? And he goes, the set of cheers. 
And if you Google Spanky on Cheers, he did one of those opening, you know, one of those pre-opening song sequences that they do uh, on, on Cheers. If you remember Cheers, if you ever watched Cheers, there's always that little segment that they do like before. A lot of shows do. Rick and Morty does. They do that little segment and then they do like the intro. Right, and then the cold open. Continue. Yeah. And they did one with Spanky McFarlane playing himself. And uh, and he called me from the set and he said how excited he was. And it was just kind of really funny. And I was just like, you know, like I, was, I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world that he was actually going to be on TV. And it, as it turned out, I'm I'm pretty sure it was his last appearance on anything. Pretty sure. And uh, yeah, so he was a great guy. But at that point in his life, he was kind of an, you know, just sort of an angrier old man. You have to understand that he was a. Uh, you know, it's kind of a kid during World War Two. So if you can imagine all the stuff that he saw in his lifetime, you know, from the, you know, 30s, late 30s. No, I guess early 30s um, on forward. I mean, he saw a lot of a, a lot of things happen in his lifetime there. So, uh, you know, I can only imagine that coming from sort of that era and being at the era that he was at the point that I met him in his life, I can see where he might be a little upset about the way things have, have gone. So two um, things, two things. Know, so yes. you, you got along because he was a crotchety old man and you were a crotchety young man. Is that, is that one of the things? That no, you I, no, we, no, we got along because I made him laugh and he made me laugh. Um, and I, I kind of treated him like, a, a, you know, a human being and, you know, I talked straight with him and, you know, like somewhere I have that interview. I'll have to find it. Oh, um, that would be, be a um, good bonus yeah. episode. Yeah, if I ever find it. it's It was actually a really fun, it was a really fun interview to do because, you know, at one point at that period in my life, I thought about, about writing a book about trying to find Spanky McFarland because Spanky was one of my heroes growing up, you know, and it was, it was in the era when, uh, you know, kind of before I started meeting uh, people whom I really admired and so on and so forth. And, and, and the heroes of mine they were heroes are people that I wanted to meet. And Spanky was definitely one of those people. Cause I knew he was still alive. So, um, and I actually thought about writing a book about finding him and tracking him down and everything else. And then just turned up one. It, it turned out that he was turning up at some collectibles show, you know, one of these shows where they go and they sign autographs. And I was like, well, shit, there goes the book idea, but I'm gonna at least go down there and interview him. You know, and we talked about him making those movies and what he remembered and, you know, you know, uh, about how the kids were treated. And I don't even remember all this sort of thing. So, um, so that, know. that episode of Cheers aired on April 22nd, 1993. So this was for your junior high school newspaper that you were interviewing for. Right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Just making sure. Is that what is that? Uh, 93. I think I was younger than that. I think it was my grammar school paper. Okay. What grade were we in in 93 sandwich? We were three years from being born. <laughs> oh, that would be the in utero newsletter <laughs> that that I was producing at that time. Right. You're, you're so, a prodigy. Uh, you, you were just, you know, you were the youngest ever. My, my parents, I think, were still in college. <laughs> wow. Cool. So, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's, I mean, that's basically, yeah, he's, he's a great. He's the only one of them. I, I'm pretty sure he's the only uh, person in any of the R gang films that I've ever met. But he was also the only one of them that I was like 
I really wanted to meet. I would have loved to have met some of the other ones, but so many of them were dead at that point. I was going to say, and a lot of them young, you know, like died before I was born, you know, like a lot of them. So, or died when I was very young and, you know, there was no such thing as sort of a nostalgia convention or anything like that, where there would have been opportunities to meet them. Um, you know, so yeah, that's it. All right. Geek stuff. What's in the news? Let's do the news. Yeah, let's get a hard out today. All right, let's do the news. I I think, I mean, the big story this week is is the tragedy on the set of Alec Baldwin's film. PulseCon, of course. No, no, I mean, Uh, we're going to do that. I know. We're going to do that in segment two. I know when I said tragedy, you first thought of PulseCon, but no, I'm talking about the tragedy on the set of Alec Baldwin's new uh, film, Rust, where there was a a misfire and the cinematographer was killed. And the. And I think it's the assistant director. Was injured? No, he's the director. The director was injured, and, and yeah, and I mean, of course, again, there should be no blame given to the actor, right? Alec Baldwin, right? No. He was handed a prop gun. He did what he's supposed to do. That and, he was told was, you know, and, solid, and he was told it was a cold gun, which, you know, so that's even different than what it should have been for the scene if they were actually filming it. So, it, it, there's right. a lot of there's a lot of uh, problems with what happened, but none of those the actors are not to blame for any of that. And, and right. I, I certainly think that there was, it's, it sounds like there was certainly some negligence on the set from someone, whether that's the prop master or the assistant director, I think, who actually well, handed him the gun. I'm pretty sure all of that's going to come to light at some point. Yeah. And they had said, also, I saw an article, that wasn't the first time a shot had accidentally been fired. Yeah. That was the third time a shot had been fired accidentally on set. Yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be a few people that probably will not be working anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, th- these are pretty grievous errors. And so, uh, you know, I don't think that the, I think that whoever's found to be responsible probably will have a hard time finding work in the industry after this. I agree. Oh, I mean, you know, I don't know, again, not not to make light of it. But I mean, you know, if you look at the uh, I think the folks involved with the Twilight Zone movie worked after that. So I guess that might not necessarily be true, right? I mean, Hollywood yeah. moves on from and, some of these tragedies. And Brandon Lee as well. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Lee. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, no, but, but yeah, again, we shouldn't. Was Brandon? It's Lee... inappropriate for us to joke about it, though. We we shouldn't make light of it. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do jokes. Right. Oh no, and I mean that's not a joke. Tragedy. That's just saying. It, I'm it, just saying, Scott. It may you're 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 dancing on that line a little bit. You know, that making light of it, making jokes about it. You're you're kind of getting close to the edge there. Well, no, no like, I like with with Brandon Lee. Like that was a tragic accident, but I don't think that 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 I, the I, same I, kind I, of impropriety. Like it, it wasn't. I don't know. It just I, I feels was, like I was. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was making it. I was. I was making a joke. Oh, you're making a joke about me making a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's let's move on. Uh. Again to uh some other news that's more in our, in our genre, right? Uh. Ruby Rose from Batwoman, right? She quit after the first season, and. You know, nobody could figure out why you would leave a show that was doing oh, moderately well, I suppose. But it seems like she, she then has recently come out and said, oh, there was all kinds of bad stuff on the set. Uh, it was unsafe working conditions. I got injured. Other people got injured. And uh, that's why she didn't come back. And Warner Brothers basically is coming back saying she's full of shit. That's revisionist history. And, uh, you know, they were going to not renew her contract anyway. So And she quit before they could fire her. So you got a he said, she said going on uh, with uh, Batwoman. Well, that's I mean, there's always going to be two sides, right? But if there's some concrete evidence that one or the other side can provide, then, 
you know, that evidence should come out. It should see the light of day and then we'll know. But other than that, at this point, who cares? You know, she's out. The other one's in. We, we The show isn't very good. It wasn't very good with Ruby Rose. I don't think it's going to be any better with her replacement. So therefore, I don't imagine we're going to have to deal with this show much longer anyway. I don't know. I don't know what happened. They were making brilliant DC TV and it just fell off a cliff. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. There was like, there there you go, you go, no, go. I think it's just, I think it's somehow like, cause people wanted more and more. I think it grew too wide, too fast. That's what I was going to say. There's too too much of it. Too much at once. Well, I think they had like five shows and then I they think they had two them. solid shows. Mm-hmm. They had Flash and they had uh, Arrow. Arrow. There were two solid shows. And then they brought in a mediocre show, Legends of Tomorrow. And then Supergirl, but it wasn't the same universe. But then it was. Um, and, th- I, and I think from there, things just kind of, and as the and as inevitable as it is, the other shows kind of started going south. You know, so they were all kind of mediocre. That, but they were still like, no, more, 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 mm. you know, rather than recognizing the fact that one, we were getting burned out and two, that they were kind of throwing shit against the wall that no one cared about. Yeah, it's the, the now, diminishing now returns. At like, they have Flash, Legends, uh, Superman and uh, Lois and Clark or Superman Super, and Lois. Superman and Lois, right. Uh, I think Black Lightning. I don't know if that's still going, but that was part. That became part of the universe. Uh, it's like like Fat three Woman. other ones. Batwoman is Star Girl in this universe, no. or is she in the Star Girl's in her own universe? I'm pretty sure for now. For now, I don't think they've crossed her over with anything. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. but I'm they sure, have I'm the sure stuff they will. going on HBO. Yeah, and then that's a completely different universe over at HBO, right? Those yeah, things yeah. are unrelated. Well, no, because when they did the crisis thing, I I think they alluded to some of the well, HBO but stuff. Unless they unless they showed it and it was those. No, people. but they showed some of it. I think they didn't show anything from the HBO. The only thing they showed. The only thing they showed was Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, that that Swamp Thing show it got canceled like before it even aired, right? Like yeah, they, like they yeah, made a season, yeah. but then they that they, was they in the crisis. It. <laughs> but it was it the same swamp thing i think it was okay now is that on hbo max can i i want to watch that one too because i heard it, i heard the swamp thing was good i like swamp thing actually maybe I, I might be one of the i don't know i don't think it's i don't know if it's on hbo max there's no more of it that i know yeah. right but it that one was on when it was on the, it was the dc streaming service the dc universe yeah thing. and then yeah. and will, then so uh, did that one ca- transfer trash, over will's trash says they showed the Titans in a two-second shot. Okay, well then, if that's true, then I guess Titans would technically be part of the Arrowverse. Yeah, yeah it's and, all just messy. But as we get this, yeah. as we get this multiverse thing happening in the in the films, right? You know, you've got the uh, crossing over with different Batmans. You know, the '89 Batman with the Ezra Miller Flash and. Uh, you know, it's like well, all of this stuff is technically the same multiverse. It's like they can just cross it over back and forth any way that they want, whether that's good or bad. I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's good. But bad. Yeah. So bad. It's tethering crap to good stuff. 
Yeah. That's what I feel. It uh, is. Well, so let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the box office. So, Sandwich oh. watched the old Dune. Uh, how do you think New Dune did? Well, great, super. I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, so it made about forty one million domestically. Uh, I wonder if I don't know if that's enough for a, a sequel. Um, the studio head said yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what, that's she, what that I, I heard. Like, said. of course, we're going to finish the story or whatever it is that her statement was. Do you think Dennis Villeneuve was uh, nervous? Not at all. No, because he made a statement several weeks ago that said it would have to be something extraordinary for them not to make part two at that point. All right. Well, and then you got the. Uh, Number two, three, and four for the week was Halloween Kills at fourteen million. The new James Bond another twelve, um, and Halloween Kills is on uh, Peacock. You can watch it, I, I think, for free on Peacock. Um, really? Yeah. Well, if you, I guess, right. if, you, if you have the paid version of Peacock, probably. Um, I was gonna say, if you have the paid version of Peacock, maybe. But I'd still want to. I want to see it in the theater the same way I want to slow down and see that train wreck. <laughs> Now this, you know, this is like an official co- com- completion of the Halloween from. No, no, no. It's never a completion because the last one was supposed to be the completion, and they didn't complete. Okay, but, so but this has Jamie Lee Curtis in it as well, completion. right? What's that? It, it's Jamie Lee Curtis still. I guess. I guess she's yeah, like she's the, was like a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it, yeah, that was supposed to be like they convinced, according to the rumor, they convinced her to come back and do one more so they could wrap up the story, even though they were fully and completely ignoring her last Halloween film, which was H2O. Oh, that's right. Halloween H2O was her last film, and they completely, they acted like, they jumped from the second film to the hot, the one that came out, whatever, two years ago, whatever it was. So they completely skipped H2O. And of course they skipped all the other sequels to whatever, whatever it would have been four and five, I think, which were technically sequels to the original. They're gone. They were decanonized. And then of course, obviously the Rob zombie remake would be, you know, have nothing to do with anything. So they are also, not part of the canon. The official canon of Halloween is one, two, the one that came out two years ago, and Halloween Kills. That's it. Yeah. Everything What's funny in- is the ending of Halloween Kills does not end Halloween. Well, yeah, I think Did that's what Kev it? was saying, right? It, it, that yeah. a movie like yeah. these never have a, an ending because the yeah supernatural yeah. No, bad guys come back. Yeah, because because that's exactly what they said about the last one. They said this is the last one, and here we are a couple years later, and there's another one. I want a sequel oh. to Halloween three season of the witch because you know, you get that Ew. two more days till Halloween stuck in your head and you can't get it out forever. Ew. What a shitty movie that was. Um, that was so shitty. So just also while we're talking box office, Venom is number three domestically for the year at, uh, and it's 350 million worldwide. So Venom is yeah. making money. Mm hmm which is why they're going to be more than happy to somehow shoehorn him into the Marvel universe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... as I suggested they would in this movie and everybody's like, no, no, they're not going to do that. Well, I told you they would. You should have listened. Are, are you ready to spoil the after credits at this point? 
Yeah, it's been long enough. So uh, basically, Eddie Brock is having a discussion with Venom. And Venom's like, I've seen thousands of universes and I have all this knowledge and just the tiniest taste of it would shatter your mind or whatever he says. And, and Eddie, who is clearly just like down and out, like, and they're in like some hotel room in South America or something. It's just like this beat hotel room, you know, it's like dark and dank and everything's broken and everything, you know, just like a crappy place. And, and Eddie Brock is clearly giving up. It's like, okay, go ahead, you know, shatter my brain or whatever he says. He goes, okay, I'm just going to give you, and Venom says, I'm just going to give you a taste. And then all of a sudden, now we don't know if it's because of what Venom did or if it's because there is another element at play in the universe that all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden the room changes into like a posh hotel room and the TV is on and on the TV is uh, what's his name? Hey, what's Jameson. his name? What's that? J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, but the actor. I can't um, remember the actor's name. Uh, J.K. Oh, Simmons. Yes. J.K. Simmons. Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons has J. Jonah Jameson saying, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right out of um, uh, Far From Home. So, uh, and then, like, Eddie or Venom goes up to the screen, and you hear Venom say, oh, I like him, or something like that. Um, and that's where they cut it. So Venom is clearly in the MCU because either what we saw was something Venom did to jump universes, or it was the moment that S Strange's spell broke the multiverse. Right. Yeah. It right. And then one or both the effect when the room changes, the effect looked the same as similar effects that you saw in the no way home trailer so i'm guessing they're related got it yeah well and so speaking of that uh following on the success of venom uh what the sony has two untitled marvel universe properties uh for 2023 right june 23rd and october 6th as well as uh the uh craven the hunter that's supposed to be january 13th of well, 2023 is morbius one of them not for 2023. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, it, it, it just says untitled Marvel Universe movie, so it could be Morbius 2, could be Venom 3. Like, it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't tell I'm you what they're I'm guessing one of be. them is probably going to be Venom 3. Yeah. The other one could be any of the other characters that they've been talking about making. Silver Sable, Black Cat, all the, any of the Marvel or the spider-man villains that they currently own that they've talked about making into a solo black cat i think was the last one that was seriously like uh uh you know kind of happening so and again you could do you could do a black cat movie and just have spider-man swing through in the end right like after she's established you know it's an origin story and she's established as a villain or what or anti-hero whatever you make her and then you could have her meet spider-man at the end and you don't that's everybody that can't do. be a goddamn anti-hero well, for fuck's sake i mean I, yeah but how many movies do you know where there's only a villain and there's no and the villain's the main character there's not a lot of joker yeah and it was terrible morbius is although it, they're gonna try really hard to make him an anti-hero that that movie's actually on the horizon 
Yeah, it's coming out soon. Morbius. Yeah. January. It's 22, isn't it? It's like January early January 22. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And Spider-Man's December, isn't it? Yep. So I, I wonder if they'll link it there. No, they won't link it in the Spider-Man movie. They'll definitely link it in the Morbius movie. Well, only because they already did it. What am I? What are we even talking about this? They've well, already. No, it's just going to be like, does the fucking vulture guy go like, oh, I'm going to go meet a guy. And is he wearing well, the same clothes as when. If they show the vulture in No Way Home, but I don't see any reason for them to do that. So well, he's still he's still floating around. I, I think it would make sense for the six because we don't have a full six man roster for the Sinister Six yet. Yes, you do, because you're about to have the multiverse explode. I understand that. So what I'm saying is you have a, we have two, maybe three in theory. So we need three more. So no. one of them could be Vulture. Sir, sir with respect, Vulture, yes. uh-huh. right? Morbius. Yeah. Right. You have Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Yep. And you will also have Electro and probably Lizard and or Sandman. Yeah, you have more than enough to make a Sinister Six at this point. Definitely have more than enough to make a Sinister Six. I don't think they'll do Morbius. They wouldn't do Morbius for this, only because he needs to be in his own movie first. Why? His movie's an origin story. If they're just like, they bring him in and then his origin story. Well, yes, you're right, Sandwich. In, in, in one sense, you're correct. That would be the fucking stupid Warner DC way to do it. And it would be stupid. So you're right. I'll agree with you. Maybe it won't be Morbius, but you still have six. Yeah. Well, I, I also think they won't do Sandman because I feel like they would have used him in the trailer. Because they already brought no, back. No, because they didn't use. No, 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 sir. No, sir. Sorry to interrupt. No, sir. Because they did not use any of the Andrew Garfield villains in the trailer. I know, but they did bring up the Sam Raimi ones. So it wouldn't make sense to do two of them and not the other one, in my opinion. If they introduced okay. Goblin, they introduced the Doc Ock. It, in my mind, it would make sense to just do Sandman then if they're going to do it. And what. Okay. And I, I, I'll see your your point, sir, and I will raise you that they showed Doc Ock and Goblin, potentially, in the trailer, the first trailer, because those are the oldest villains in the Spider-Man universe. Mm -hmm. And then you have Andrew Garfield. So what if the next and last trailer, what if we get another trailer, which is entirely possible? What if we get another trailer? And in that trailer, is Sandman and Electro and the Lizard or any combination thereof. Because I I just, I don't think Sandman's going to do it because the way they left Sandman and Spider-Man 3, he kind of just, he's gone. Like, he's not the bad guy no more. He's just like, that that doesn't mean he can't be a bad guy again. All right, let's leave Sandman out of it. You have Electro, uh, and we're almost 100% sure Electro is in. Yes, fine, We, we, we can slot that one in. Because uh, uh, Jamie Foxx said that he's in the movie or something along those lines. You could easily have the lizard return. If if you're so against Sandman, for whatever reason, you could easily have the lizard. So that covers the three villains, I think, in those two movies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's still still a mystery character that Tom Holland's uh, talking about, which, again, is it it Tobey Maguire? Is it Andrew Garfield? Like, who is the... Who's the the big the big big reveal for No Way Home? There's you know we don't know yet. I don't think I I think at this point I think if you 
I think no one's going to be surprised to see Tobey Maguire and or Andrew Garfield in that film. Because I think it would be ridiculous that the, even though Andrew Garfield is swearing, uh, swearing on his mother that he's not in that movie. I just I don't believe I don't believe it. I don't believe they would rip open one universe, and not the other. It doesn't make sense. Right. So I don't believe I don't believe that that's true. I believe that he's in the film. He may turn out not to be in the film, but I still believe that he is in the film. And furthermore, uh, you know, you know, it could be any it, 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 it could be anything is the point. I mean, it, it, there's, there's just so many things. There's just not enough information for us to even speculate at this point. Yeah. And then, of course, the the potential problem is that because it's too broad, there's too much stuff going on that it reduces the quality of the movie. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But and, and we've and we've we've all experienced that. You know, look at, you know, look at Batman uh, and Robin. Great example. Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, Bane, all in one movie. It's not a good idea. But that said, if you're talking about, oh, Will's Trash is asking uh, what movie Rhino was in. Rhino had a five second appearance at the end of the second one second andrew garfield movie or the first i think one? it was the second one i think he was yeah. all sad they would, and they're and never like, gonna go they're never gonna use that rhino will no. that they're never gonna do that one because it's paul giamatti and who cares and two because it was kind of a stupid concept you know it's a guy basically in a tank you know that's shaped like a rhino it's a robotic rhino who cares and will also says will's will's firing up tonight he says for paste pot pete I don't know who that is. Oh, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is. Paste Pot Pete. I'm unfamiliar with that. If you know who Paste so, Pot Pete yeah, is, anyway. call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up this Spider-Man speak and move on okay. to uh, the rest of the Marvel Universe. right? So with, with all the Sony stuff coming in 2023, there's also yeah. four Marvel MCU movies in 2023. So that's going to be the most Marvel movies in one year. Now, record-breaking seven you got the Marvels. Now, in- is it seven MCU movies or is it seven movies taking place in the MCU? Seven movies taking place in the MCU. Because Okay, f- from- so that includes Venom and uh, Morbius. Oh, no, Morbius is not 23. Yeah, in, in 23, it- it's two untitled projects and Craven. Right, so it's five, it's five Marvel-produced MCU movies and two Sony-produced. I think it's four and three. Uh, on Marvel, it's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, an untitled uh, Marvel movie, and then The Marvels, right, which is in February of 2023. That's the Captain Marvel. That's the that's the Captain Marvel, Marvel sequel. Yes. Yeah. So so you got four. One of them is untitled. You got two untitled Sony and then Craven. So so three Sony, four Marvel. Craven's a Sony movie. Yeah. He, that's what he's saying. Who? Oh, okay. Did they cast Jason Momoa yet? No, it Aaron says Tyler uh, Johnson. Aaron Tyler Johnson. I don't know. Who oh, that is. really? Who is that? Kick Wasn't ass. That, yeah, that's kick ass. That's, that's MCU Pietro. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh boy, that that really messes with the multiverse. It again. is right. Am I am I right or wrong about that's that? That's so him. That's definitely him. Right? Isn't that who? Isn't that kick ass? Isn't that who that was? That's him. Yeah, that's kick ass. And they cast him as Craven. Yes, which is technically going to be a character in the MCU. 
And so then when he runs into Scarlet Witch, and then we have uh Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner, right? As as Pietro now, then it's just like Ralph Boner. The the guy from uh the WandaVision. Yeah, the the Oh oh was his name Ralph Boner? Ralph Boner <laughs> X-Men the X-Men Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, it's the other guy. He was also in Kick Ass, by the way. <laughs> right. We should, we should mention. Right, yeah, as, both... as one of his for Aaron Talon Johnson's friends. I mean, yeah, that's the weird thing, right? Is both of the main characters from Kick Ass played Quicksilver in two different movies, right? I mean, that's just a very odd. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a main character. He was the better Quicksilver, but he wasn't a main character. Well, no, no. I mean, two of the main characters from Kick Ass played, played Quicksilver in other movies. Yes. What I said was that the guy who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies was not a main character right. in Kick-Ass. But he was the better he Quicksilver? A character. What's that? You say he was he the was better He was absolutely Quicksilver. the better Quicksilver. Then, then Aaron Taylor Johnson? A hundred percent, yes. Those are my favorite sequences in those movies. Now, so cinematically, they're great sequences. You don't get much of either character, really. You know, they I, don't love a lot the, of screen I, time. I love the way that they did the character overall in the X-Men universe way better. You know, way better than the the one film we got of Aaron Taylor Johnson. So, right, one and one one film, one scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he really wasn't wasn't there too long. So, so, while we're on that subject, not to stray too far, just to keep us moving along here. So, uh, it looks like from some concept art, uh, Camilla Khan, right, the new Ms. Marvel, it, that I believe is going to be in the Marvels movie, but also is going to have her own Disney Plus show. I think yes, the I Disney think so. Plus show is after her premiere in the movie, I yep. think. Right, that's what I think too. And so some concept art is showing, it just seems to be different than the character in the comics as far as how her powers work. And I think there's maybe a little controversy about that. Is it how they work or is it how she gets them? Well, I don't think it really tells you how she gets them. It just, it just, it shows, so she can kind of, similar to Reed Richards, right? She gets, she can change her shape, right? That's her power. And I honestly don't know. That roughly, she's like she got, and I think she's like an inhuman, technically. Yes. Uh, which, which they may be changing uh, because inhumans like, tank. Not so in the MCU, she won't be. Yeah, <laughs> she can like kind of like grow and like stretch a bit, and she's strong. I guess we'll wait and see. Well, so so the I'm art, not too familiar with the character. Yeah. So the the new concept art that came out, it shows her. You know the the. I guess I think they call it embiggening powers. Like she she can grow, she can get bigger. Embiggening. Embiggening. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a a catchphrase from her comic. But um, but so no, there's I know it's from The Simpsons as well. There's a line from some movie. Something something embiggens us all. Yeah, it's a Simpsons quote. Is it? Is it Simpsons? Yeah. Is it? Is it the guy who found Springfield or some shit? Yeah, I, don't know. I believe anyway. so. I believe so. We'll have to get to Uncle Rock to answer that one. Um. So anyway, it, it shows like her her hand is like in, in a large fist, but it's kind of like glowing, almost like she doesn't change sides, but there's a like a force field around her making her size change, which would be different than kind of uh, stretching a little more like Reed Richards. I, I, I wonder if they're I wonder if they're doing it that way. One, because somehow Captain Marvel is the origin in some way of her power. One and two because they're going to save all this stretchy dysmorphia 
for Reed Richards. Yeah, that's what the articles that, were that's saying. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You can't have two stretchy characters, that, just like you can't have, is. just like yeah. in X Men, right? You can't have two blue guys. So you know you have to give up Nightcrawler to get Beast, or give up Beast to get Nightcrawler, because you can't have two blue characters in the same Stupid. movie. Yeah. Stupid. They should have had an X Men blue team. It was like it should have been like Mystique, Nightcrawler, Beast, Maggot, and ah, somebody else blue. There was a comic run semi recently within the past couple of years called X Men Blue, and I don't think any of those people were on it. I, was I think say the they, book they, did. they had some colors. I was like, are, are are they just teaming up the characters by there? There was like a red and a gold and a blue. Yeah, I think the blue is the most accurate to that idea. That X Men Blue. <laughs> See what I did there? That's clever yeah. wordplay, people. Yeah. That's why you tune in. You tune in. For the clever wordplay on the what has been referred to as the Daily Show for geek culture. So there you go. Referred to by you Lovingly just now. And 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 complimentary, uh, complimentarily referred to as the Daily Show for geek culture. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump into a, a little comic book news while we're while we're there. Geek stuff. Comic news. I guess Wonder Woman was dead in the comic books again over at DC. Oh yeah, and apparently she's got uh, a new power. She's bringing herself back to life through just her force of will, which well, essentially brilliant. makes her immortal, right? Yeah, I guess so. Good. I mean, any other comic book news? <laughs> uh, just that some fan read every Marvel comic uh, ever in the last five years. It took him five years to do it, but he read every single one. That was That's kind impressive. Of That's was a- there a cutoff time? I think it's just since it was became Marvel. I probably since it became called Marvel. So when it changed from timely, right? Uh, yeah. And then he just read all of them up to to date. Wow, that is. Uh... That's a lot. That's a lot of comic books. Well, poor guy. That's he got to feel cheap. bad for him because he had to go through the late nineties. <laughs> Who was in charge then? Saying that's the that's what killed late nineties, early two thousands. What killed me on nearly every Marvel book I was reading. Except Cap and Daredevil. Now, who was in charge then? You know who was in charge then. Don't <laughs> I know. play me. You don't want me to play. Okay. You're not gonna. You're not gonna poke the bear today, who, sir. Who oh, was in right. charge? Because I'm saving all that juice for segment two. <laughs> who was oh, in charge? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't want to use up your. No, Casada was in charge. Jerk off. You know who was in charge? <laughs> I don't. That's why I wasn't even alive. Well, before you were born, sandwich. There was this guy in charge of Marvel Comics, and he was a douchebag. He was the second coming when he took over, and then he just went full douchebag. Okay. Now, now, if you were enterprising, uh, um, uh, Mr. Scott, you would go in somewhere in the bits or drops or production. One of those folders that I sent you recently, mm-hmm. you'll find all the George Takei drops. And, and what's in there? The George Takei. D- d- I can't remember what the occasion was, but we pulled drops for George Takei says, you are a douchebag. <laughs> That's right. A douchebag. And then it's something like, you will always be a total douchebag. 
See, if you were enterprising, you would bring that back to life. Oh boy, I, I'm still nothing. Just uh, am I unpaid Good associate luck. or uh, am I am I unpaid producer? I'm not quite sure the level there. I'll see if I can check that out. We should probably, because we do have a hard out today, take it to break so that Kev can uh, vent about uh, PulseCon in part two. And with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 656. Uh, the one we're calling um, No Pulse Con 2021. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. We're the Monster Squad. 
Hey, this is Fred Decker, director of the Monster Squad. This is Duncan Regeer, Dracula from Monster Squad. This is Tom Noonan, plays Frankenstein in Monster Squad. This is Tom Woodruff, Gilman from Monster Squad. Hey, this is Andre Gower, Sean Crenshaw from the Monster Squad. This is Ashley Bank, Phoebe from Monster Squad. This is Ryan Lambert, I'm Rudy from the Monster Squad, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Wolfman's got nards! The mouth of babes comes dynamite. The monster squad's gonna cruise tonight. First came Dracula, now the Wolfman too. The mummy and the girl are swimming in the pool. Live from the sandwich shop, Piety Productions in rainy Southern California, and East Coast Scott's Apartment of Love, Bow Chicka Wow Wow. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system and so you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach to my phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Beautiful. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I don't want to. That was a time. really, really awesome job, Sandwich. I just wanted to I wanted to put it out there. That live read gets just better and better. So I just want to let you know that I appreciate you and your live read and there. Just in case anyone thinks that, that you know, I don't appreciate the sandwich. That's all. Yeah, sometimes Kev shows appreciation. And sometimes there's a convention from Hasbro called PulseCon. How do we feel about that? Well, it's virtual PulseCon for the second year, 2021. And I have to say, uh, without a doubt, it was awful. Awful. And I'm just going to give you some highlights because you know I am already in the middle of, yet I have not completed. And maybe we'll do this as a bonus where I break down the entirety of PulseCon. I'm actually writing it out now. I'm going through it minute by minute discussing the awfulness of PulseCon. So I'm just going to put it out there that, you know, Hasbro is known in the sort of geek 
news genre community for being contrived and terrible and phony in the sense that nobody believes that anybody working on these lines is actually interested in these lines. Now, it's not true because you can tell at least a couple of the Marvel guys are really into it. And you can tell that, you know, one person here or there working on these lines for Hasbro is really an actual fan, right? And they show, you know, they do these videos and they do these Zoom presentations and they're invariably sitting, not PulseCon, but they're invariably like during COVID in their house and there's a bunch of product behind them. And it's always the most, for, for most of them, it's always the most recent product as if, well, the box has come in of all the stuff that they're going to talk about. So they set it up behind them to make it seem like they're excited and collecting and, oh, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to make room on my shelf for this, for all of these guys or for this big thing or whatever they say. Contrived nonsense. Nobody believes it. I don't understand why Hasbro insists that they have to do things this way. So um, basically two days it was, uh, I can't remember, four or five hours a day for two days, Friday and Saturday. Why Friday? Nobody seems to know the answer to that one either because who the hell is around on Friday? Um, I, I guess the long and short of it is uh, they basically went through their lines, did some um, preview stuff about what's coming up, you know, usual shit. Um uh, I did not know that they were going to do a magic segment or else I'd have had sandwich check that out. So sandwich, if you ever want to do a bonus bonus show, uh, you can go to PulseCon. I'm pretty sure it's day two. They mm -hmm. did a magic, the gathering preview where they apparently showed a lot of shit. Oh. Um, I skipped it thankfully uh, because I have no interest whatsoever um, in the same way that I skipped power rangers transformers uh, there's another one i'm forgetting um but ghostbusters. Uh, uh, what's that ghostbusters i actually didn't skip ghostbusters because i wanted to see how they were going to handle it because before PulseCon started they released a statement basically saying that they had no product to show for ghostbusters <laughs> which is like ridiculous attention and, and we will have out, no ghostbusters product this week no, and it turns out, of course, it was, well, first of all, it was a lie. And second of all, it was, it, it was, I, I oh, can't that, even. Oh, I remember that. I, we, we were working. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now, because Sandwich knows, because I told him the moment it happened, because I thought it was, the again, contrived. It, they should call it contrived con, because literally it's the worst. So you had Jason Reitman come out and go, hey, I'm Jason Reitman. It's Jason, right? I'm Jason, right? I'm directing a new movie. I'm so excited to share it with you. And this is getting great Hasbro products. We're going to show you an exclusive clip here of the show. It's the first time they ever, the kids turn on the power pack and uh, uh, turn on the, you know, the pack. What's it called? Yeah, the uh, proton pack. Proton pack. Yeah. <laughs> the first time they turn on the proton pack, I'm going to show it to you. You know, we're going to show you. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and you hear, okay, cut. Right. But it doesn't cut. It keeps rolling. And Jason's like, ah, oh. and then suddenly somebody rolls in a table and something's on the table and it's covered by a sheet, like some kind of sheet, but it's partially revealed, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I forgot to tell you the best part. The best part is Jason Reitman says, and we have an unbelievable HasLab project that we can't wait to share with you, but we're not ready to share it with you yet. 
So they're basically teasing, not at all, but they're basically teasing the fact that they're going to have a HasLab for Ghostbusters. They don't even have a product line, but they're going to have a HasLab for Ghostbusters. And the item on the table is clearly a proton pack under the sheet. So Hasbro predictably is going to do a proton pack HasLab going after the, you know, going after the three, four, five hundred dollar price tag for guys who are making uh, prop proton packs. Um, they're going to go after those guys uh, and, 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 you know, and do, do one uh, for cosplayers, I imagine. Um, so anyway, that was pretty much. And then they showed the kids, two of the kids, um, like reacting to their own action figures, you know, with a lot of, I mean, they're really brilliant actors because, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And you just tell it's just like, not, it's just not real. I don't think anyway, that's one man's opinion. All right. So that was Ghostbusters. I skipped, as I mentioned, I, I caught some of Power Rangers. There were like three words that I told you, Mr. Sandwich. You remember what they were? Shit, shittier, shittiest. No, no, no. It was, no. A, it was like piggy. It was a, it was pu- uh, pudgy. Pudgy who's pig. The villain. Pudgy pig. Uh, Lord uh, Zed, who's Dr- a villain. Who Lord Zed a, helmet. There's a Lord Zed yeah. helmet. And then a Megazord. And, no, like they're, a dino Megazord. Yeah, so they're doing an NFT of our Power Rangers Megazord. Yeah, what is that? Because they said NFT a bunch of times. I don't know what that means. Uh, NFT is like a non-fugable. It's a okay. Let me. Okay, this is this is now my wheelhouse. This is financial planning. This is is is... now this now West Coast Scott's financial stuff. (laughs) Yeah, West Coast financial stuff. None none of this is to be taken as financial advice. But an NFT is a non-fungible token. And it is essentially that you are buying the exclusive rights to some piece of uh, electronic data, like the original JPEG of whatever it might be. Not that everyone else in the world can't make still make a copy of that JPEG or that picture or that video, but you technically own the quote-unquote original video or original picture. So a non-fungible token is technically the original of some form of electronic data. And it is... they, they are go- selling at auction for millions and millions of dollars, and uh, I believe it's one of the biggest scams in modern history. But anyway, that's an NFT. Yeah, so that okay. was stupid. Because yes. I was under the impression, after Kev talked about it, I had some time, I looked back at that, I was under the impression it was a new Megazord toy. Because as a kid growing up, and you're a Power Rangers fan, you want two things. You want the cool little plastic watch things like, oh, I'm going to turn into a Power Ranger when I hit these buttons. Or you're one of the Megazord. You know, you, you get five little plastic things, you put them together, you make a Megazord. It's great. Um, not enough fucking NFT. I don't know anyone. No one was asking for Power Rangers NFTs. Yeah, no one. NFTs in general. Yeah, but. NFTs are just, they are a, a ridiculous thing to spend money on only bought by extremely wealthy people. It's you know, it's like if you're a Bitcoin, I, I Bitcoin speculator, then you may buy a, a an NFT, but right. it, it's it's ridiculous. Um sandwich, I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. So real quick sandwich. Anyway, the- so those those were the those are the Power Rangers things. And then I think uh, the Power Rangers was day one. I think Ghostbusters was day one. Uh what else was day one? Transformers? Transformers, but again, I, I don't really have a vested interest in Transformers nor 
yeah, I know they announced apparently announced quite a bit of stuff, but again, oh, and the next movie, I think, oh, it's gonna be what you call it. I think this is this might have been news, um, that they're doing like the uh, what was the, when they were animals transforming uh, Optimus Primal uh, Beast, Wars. Beast Wars. So they're doing Beast Wars as a movie. Well, and cool. I think Ron I Perlman, I believe, is going to voice Primal. I don't hate that. I don't know. Um, so that was a thing, I guess. Uh, and uh, that's all I remember about Transformers because, again, not really interested. Uh, but then they did... Did they do G.I. Joe that day? Or was that day two? Oh, no. Then it was Star Wars, I think, was the end of day one. Right? I think. Yeah, I think it was. And... Again, without going into much detail, it was disgraceful. But the biggest thing to come out of it was, I suspect, was the Rancor. The uh, the Haslab Rancor, it's huge, like everyone expected it to be. Um, they showed him all his articulation, everything. He's $350, like everyone expected him to be. To me, the scale doesn't look right, but I don't know because I haven't had a chance to really look it up and be critical of it yet. So I don't know if it was properly scaled or not. I'm looking into that, but I don't have an answer for you at this time. Um, but most of everything else that was coming out um, was most of it was Mandalorian. So in the Black Series in Six Inch, they announced like, um Boba Fett, the return Boba Fett, um Cobb Vance, uh and a few other of uh, of those characters from Mandalorian. Um, they announced like a playset, which really is kind of a, a, a wall, pretty much. Um, 3D wall with the bar, nice, but you know, and again, the people talking about it are talking about how the, the cantina is such an iconic place except this was not that cantina oh they announced the cantina that's true they announced the cantina from episode four as a modular sort of thing so i guess like you order one one of the in the three characters in it are vintage collection like uh, obi-wan um pon baba and dr whatever his name is the two guys that basically get in luke's face each of them comes with a piece of the bar. And then I guess you, you can put the bar together, sort of. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, but as usual, I, I mean, I'll go over this in my in, in my bonus segment or whatever I post on, on Facebook or our other social media. I'll go into the details of these things. Mr. Sandwich? If anyone cares, I have my quick hits on the magic thing. I looked at it. Okay. Um, uh, so... Um, well, real quick, Kev. Yeah. So, oh. Also, that was where the uh, the Mayfield action figure, right? The Bill Burr Star Wars. That's what figure. I was about to say. Yeah, I, and the one standout sort of uh, thing. Yeah, at least for this program, friend of the show, Bill Burr, uh, his first Star Wars action figure, uh, and it's of course it's Mayfield from season two because all they got to do is a new head and stick it on the body of a figure they've already made. You know, you're right. It's like yeah, he's in that specific uniform or yeah. in, in you're right he's that in sucks. The driver uniform meanwhile everybody wants him from season one right with with the little gun coming up off of his back would yeah. be such a great little accessory right yep it would be awesome 
but I, I'm guessing we're just going to have to settle. I imagine, uh, at least for now, we're going to have to settle for Mayfield in the driver outfit, but yeah. So Bill Burr action figure, I reached out to him. Um, and we'll see if we, uh, if we can't get Bill Burr to do 10 minutes with us, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just to talk about his star Wars experience, which of course for years, he's been busting my balls about being a star Wars fan. And then he turns up on the show, number one. And number two, then he gets an action figure. So you can bet he he does his program. It's going to be slice and dice on Bill Burr. So, yeah, my, my comment was that um, I, can, I can use that action figure to reenact the Philly gig now. So that's, uh, that's yep, what I want to do. Absolutely. With it. I'm, I, I'm taking that head and sticking it on something. I'll, I will convert that toy into, you know, I was there. You know, Scott, do you know that I was there and I'm like, literally I'm 15 feet. I can't remember to his left or his right. And if you find audio, the gig he actually turns to me and says something to me. I don't remember what he says now, but you can hear it. He turns to the side and he yells something to me because I'm the first person that was in his eye line. <laughs> says something to me. I don't remember what it is, but oh yeah, I was there for that. That was, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, that anyone has done bill burr and 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 everyone included anyway not to get hung up so that i mean so that was pretty much star wars um i feel like there was there was something else about star wars but tune into my uh social media uh, uh our social media and i i'll tr if, if it comes out nice when i write it what i'll do is i'll probably just record it uh maybe with scott uh, uh and sandwich if they're available and we'll we'll throw it up uh, for the patreons as well because i'm sure to get quite more heated as i read it <laughs> um day two saw uh gi joe which i have to say they look really uh they they look at least the the new ones looked interesting but of course they're doing a bunch of repaints which not surprising because, you know, that's the thing that they do. And no one is surprised by that at this point, but at least they had some new product, including Mr. Sandwich. Yes. Here is a trivia question for you that you may be the only person in this room who can answer. Although Scott may be able to answer it. I do not have a widely known GI Joe wheelhouse character. Do you know what that character is? What with the one you like? Yeah. The one that I have that I collect if, if I was doing such a thing. Is it Snake Eyes? No. I mean, yeah, that's too, too obvious. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are too obvious. So I would have to go with um I don't know. How about Shipwreck? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm just trying to nope, think of not shipwreck. GI Joe. Uh Destro. Nope. I'm out. So here it comes. Here it comes. And introduced into their six-inch line in the in a deluxe format at PulseCon, uh, to my total amazement and shock, Crocmaster. Do you remember, guys? Remember Crocmaster? That does not He's ring a bell at all. Has I'm, a big alligator on a chain. No, nothing. Anyway, uh, so that's my wheelhouse for GI Joe, and of course they released the six-inch figure of it. With the alligator, the whole thing. That's your guy? That's my guy. In G.I. Joe, that's my guy. Hmm. I, I don't I don't do Joe. So I don't really either. I mean, I did a hundred years ago, but but 
a croc master was always a character that I, I i i may have every iteration of the character that's been made into a toy somewhere in the unit um possibly i don't remember i may have gotten rid of some of them i don't know anyway the point is croc master one of the new figures announced i think bush i don't think it's bushwhacker i don't think that's the character's name there was another joe that was new that was really really interesting also um, that I that I really liked, I thought it was really cool. So GI Joe again, check out our social media or our bonus segment uh, once I finish writing up the the, the proper full review. Um, and then there was a bunch of stuff I wasn't interested in, like Magic the Gathering. You said you had some thoughts on that, really quick, Mister Sandwich. Yeah. So it was I, we've talked about on the show. It looks like one of those essentially those secret layers, which is those limited times uh, FOMO packs of cards. Right. They do a fancy art. Um, they're charging 30 to 40 bucks for cards that are worth 10 cents normally, essentially, <laughs> with cat art. So essentially, they're selling you. Uh... Oh, did I cut out? No, oh. you're, you're good. No. I thought I cut out because you guys both stopped moving for like a minute straight. So we were I shocked. Thought... We were just shocked at the news. Oh, yeah. They're selling you essentially a dollar worth of cards with cat art that somehow makes it. 30 to 40 dollars so uh hasbro and wizard of the coast uh you guys are horrible people and you shouldn't do that great so uh and then i think something like their uh avalon hill i guess is part of them now uh scott i don't know if that if i'm remembering that correctly or not but avalon hill had a presentation where they presented like a new version of risk and they talked about hero the hero quest has lab the possibly the stupidest has lab of all time and uh and something another version of risk legacy coming out or a reissue of some shit and some other thing i don't know again tune in i'll be more specific then um and then we had uh, to close out well not to close out because that would be getting a little ahead of myself but then we had the marvel team and they were on for two hours now i give the marvel team a lot of credit for a number of things not the least of which is the fact that they have been the most consistent in their updates of fans and news media mostly fans um with their releases gotta give it to them because it's the truth they have been the most consistent with those things now that said they didn't show a lot, but they showed, uh, but they had a lot of like, um, I want to like, they had interviews with really interesting people. I thought interesting, like people who created the X-Men cartoon in the nineties, it's like a husband and wife team. And then they revealed they're doing, um, figures from the animated series. And the first two up are no surprise wolverine and uh um uh jubilee um and they're coming in boxes that look like the old vhs boxes oh that's cool yeah it was really cool kind of cool the wolverine figure i thought actually was really good they didn't have the jubilee figure available so they only had a digital render of that one but they had wolverine there and he looked really good so um so yeah so there's that can, can i give and, a can i give something quick uh, you mentioned Aval avalon hill right that's a board game company 
And yeah. uh, so back in 98, they were bought by Hasbro. And then Hasbro basically like laid off everyone at Avalon Hill. And then uh-huh. at some point, they transferred the management of it to the Wizards of the Coast. But then uh, oh, okay. in, in September of 2020, they announced that they would move management of Avalon Hill from Wizards of the Coast to Hasbro Gaming. And so that's where right. it is currently. So again, they're just that okay. that subsidiary okay, of so Hasbro. Yeah. So it's basically it's a part of Hasbro. Yeah, that that's why they had. So again, but okay. a, but technically Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast too, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they just they. I, I imagine they're just using Wizards for Wizards properties, which is Magic and D and D. Right. So it's like right. There's so Avalon Hill other is Hasbro other board games, board right? Board game division. Yeah, which I'm sure is part of. Uh, which I'm sure is part of Hasbro proper. So um, uh, I'm trying to think what else the, um, the Marvel guys, uh, what else the Marvel guys show? Oh, I have to say this too. I'm going to bounce back to Star Wars for one second. When they were introducing, you guys will love this. When they were introducing the Rancor, you know, they were talking about how they took lessons from Marvel team on doing big figures. And so this one will have ratcheted, even though they called it clicky joints, everyone knows that they mean ratcheted joints. And they literally, they threw the Marvel team under the bus and were like, yeah, we're not going to make those mistakes, which I thought was really funny. But again, tune in for my full review. Um, I'm trying to remember what else Marvel showed. Um, They showed three MCU figures, a new two pack Captain America, and Falcon, uh, uh, Captain America, and Falcon, um, but it's the um, the first time Anthony Mackie has an ungoggled head. I think was the new thing, and the Captain America was the the reissue of the Endgame cap, which was apparently difficult to get because he was an exclusive somewhere. I think Walmart. It's the one that comes with a hammer. I think effectively. So they had that two pack, except. Sam doesn't have his wings in the two pack. So he's just straight up Captain America, basically from the TV show in a two pack with the other Captain America. And they also redid, or they did another better version of winter soldier as a standalone, which I thought was a really cool idea also. So there was that Um, they showed their uh, in celebration of the 20th, I think anniversary of the long, to the marvel legends line they are redoing the original wave one of marvel legends i don't know if they're going to continue to do this through all the marvel legends waves they may because it would be a good excuse for them to go back and do some characters that they haven't done in a long time but they're basically doing wave one and if you remember wave one of marvel legends which i know you don't (laughs) uh, i will tell you that it was captain america iron man uh somebody else <laughs> i don't remember who and toad but toad was actually not technically a marvel legends figure it was a figure intended for another x-men line that got scrapped and marvel legends started and they said fuck it throw that toad figure in and so they you know put this not well-articulated and thought-out Toad into the first line of Marvel Legends, and they have not yet produced a classic Toad since then. So the prevailing theory is that the Toad, Toad, who is one of the most requested characters in Marvel Legends, will finally get his day 
um, in the celebration line. Captain America, Iron Man, Toad. I can't remember who the third guy is or the fourth guy. I don't, it's not Thor, but I can't remember. When, when sure did that first wave come out? Those Marvel 20 Legends? Ish, 20 ish years ago. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the 20th anniversary, I think. And of course, they had my friend and yours, Jesse Falcon, on the beginning. This was also really awkward. They had him on the beginning part of the Marvel section. But when they got to the point where they were celebrating the creation of Marvel Legends, of which Jesse Falcon was a significant part, he had to leave before that. So the whole reason to have Jesse Falcon on, in my opinion, when you're celebrating Marvel Legends is to talk about he kind of was partially responsible for creating the line for Toy Biz 20 years ago, but then he has to leave before they get to that part. I hope everything was okay. It didn't seem like it was an emergency. It seemed like it was a planned thing. So then why not open with, why not open with the celebration of Marvel Legends when you have Jesse Falcon there, I don't know. Again, tune in for my complete review and, and read it on our social media. And this is the, the Toy Biz Marvel Legends box set of the Why is Kev Crushing It in the intro to this very program at some point, right? Which one were you crushing that uh, OG was I, talking I about? I feel, I think it was, uh, it was not Young Avengers, but it was a four pack right around the same time period. It feels like they were alternate, like some kind of like demon or something versions of some of the characters. It was very specific to one book. I don't remember. I'll look it up though. And I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Scott. I remember it. I just don't remember what it was called. Yep. Um, Sandwich, by the way, uh, was, was, was still crapping himself when that box set came out. Just saying. Well, in th- theory, so, so were you if we're the same age. Unless you, unless you were more mature than me and didn't need the, the I mean, anymore. clearly I was more mature. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but that said, um, and the only thing I'm leaving out, and not intentionally because I just remembered, is Fortnite, which also was on day two, which I have to say, those Fortnite figures look amazing. You know, and I enjoy Fortnite as a game. Not a huge fan, but I enjoy playing it. I have fun when I play it. I'd like to play with my friend Sandwich, of course, but you know I can't do that because hey, you don't have your Xbox with you. No, and, and you're a PC you gamer now. Xbox, you're you're a PC you're a PC gamer now. We can play it together, even if I'm on PC, Kevin. Well, the point is, is that the figure. So, and again, this is kind of a thing. This is now the third company that's doing six-inch figures for Fortnite originally it was jazzwares i think and then mcfarlane or jazzwares and mcfarlane were both doing them at the same time and now it's hasbro has exclusive exclusivity of six inch jazzwares i think is going to continue to produce um the four inch stuff but um mcfarlane is doing oh sorry hasbro is doing the six inch stuff and i have to say they look great. They look really great. Now, is it because Hasbro makes good toys? Hasbro does make good toys. No one is saying that they don't. But I think it's the designs that are coming from Fortnite that are really, really excellent. And there was at least two or three of those figures. And I'm like, you know, I may want to 
you know, have those as, you know, if, if I'm going to set up some sort of display where I need some random kind of, you know, nondescript enemy or something, because I'd rather have some sort of generic schlocky guy rather than having every single Captain America I have be fighting some version of Red Skull. Uh, you know, if I throw some some mook in there, it, it kind of works. I bought, you may remember, I think we talked about it on the show. I bought sandwich. Do you know who those, what those guys are called? They're like, they're black and white and they're like based on playing cards. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't remember what they're called, but like I bought, I got all, I got those guys. I got both sets of those guys so that I could have all four of them because I think they're really cool design, but they're so generic that, you know, you could use them as bank robbers who are, that spider-man is interrupting in a display for example they just reissued those guys in like black and gold black and white and gold i think they look terrible i didn't get them this time around um but that said hasbro just not getting too far off course hasbro showed like their next sort of wave of figures i have to be honest there's two or three in there i think i might pick up just because i like cool figures as much as as anybody but you know those designs are so much fun that you know i'm just kind of like i i want to have them so so there you go so that so like i said that's that's just a broad overview of PulseCon. um we'll get into more specifics uh i'll i'll write it up i'll put it on our social media i'll i'll record it me and west coast scott and or the sandwich if he, if sam was not available just west coast scott and i will We'll, uh, we'll do it together and we'll go over more specifics. But I feel like it's worthy of doing more specifics rather than, uh, you know, just kind of doing it. It would take an hour. And the last time I did a screed on, uh, on Hasbro, it went way long. Although I did get a lot of positive compliments about it. I'm, I'm prepared to do that separately from the main show rather than doing it on the main show. So there you go. Yeah, we just, we just need to start uh, recording three times a week so we can get so much, all this extra content. Oh, out yeah. We, we can't get sandwich on time one time a week. <laughs> what do you mean on time? I was on time. It's a joke. What is with, what happened to you? What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, so just so everyone knows, pulling back the curtain, what happened to you is the catchphrase of Kevin's adventure to New Jersey this time around. <laughs> the fall catchphrase, for those keeping track of the catchphrases of Big Kev, this uh, this trip's catchphrase, what happened to you? Yeah. So, so, so Kev, let, let's talk some other Star Wars. Uh, did you see the Diamond okay. Select 7-inch uh, classic Stormtrooper? That's the Disney, no. Disney Store exclusive? Disney exclusive? No. You know what? I couldn't be... The only thing I'm interested in the only thing I'm interested in with regards to the Disney store is I, you know, I was, I want to say I was half aware of this. I was half aware that they were doing some animated style characters um, that are exclusive to the Disney stores in the Marvel universe. And the most recent example that made me remember this was the fact that they've shown now that they're going to do Captain Carter and the Hydra Stomper, right, in that style, and I want to get them. Um, but yeah, no, I just I'm just not interested. First of all, I'm 
the only way I'd ever be interested in anything Diamond Select does, uh, uh, anything Diamond does really at this point, is if they do a seven-inch Marvel figure that scales better with Marvel Legends than Marvel Legends is done. For example, the mo- there there are several examples. Most of them are the Hulk, actually. Um, the Hulk in the End Game. The Endgame Hulk that they did scales much better than the version of that character they did in Marvel Legends. As well as, um, it's not, it's like what they did a they did a Gladiator Hulk from from um, Ragnarok that's that was I in my opinion was a much better figure I think than the Marvel Legends build a figure I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, uh, yeah, and that's the only way I'm interested in Marvel Legends is for oversized figures. You know, they just did a what did they just do? They just did a was it Titanium Man? I think that was really interesting. And if I was a Marvel collector, just doing straight up Marvel like characters, I would be really interested in Titanium Man. Um, but I'm not. So uh, you know, unless it's an MCU character. So yeah. To, you know, long story short, I, I, I'm not interested in Diamond Select. Okay, yeah, it just could, but you're an army builder, right? So, I mean, if it was six inch, oh, uh, no, I'm t- oh, no, sir, no, sir. I, I, I had to cut you off. I had to cut you off. I am a recovering <laughs> army builder. All right, recovering. Okay, and Sandwich will attest that there is no army building going on in the Geek Stuff Product Archive uh, at the current moment. No. Not to say it can't all happen later, you know. My Everybody can have a holds, relapse. My Everyone opinion, can have a relapse. All junkies relapse. It's just a fact. All all junkies. I, I'm waiting relapse. for them to like release, like so th- there will be some army builder that one day Kevin's going to be like, I really like this. It's a great figure. I have ordered 20 boxes of them already, Sandwich. <laughs> they are on the way. Please take care of them. They are worth more than you. Something I, along those lines. First of all, I, I would never say that they're worth more than you. That's hurtful. To my face. And two, you know, I, I you know, guys, uh, and, and everyone listening to the show knows this too, that I'm, I've been making this transition into 12-inch, one-sixth scale figures, hot toys, some of the unlicensed stuff, some of the other products. I've just been making a transition. And what I am discovering as I join groups on Facebook and I watch um, like different channels on YouTube that cover that stuff. There are army builders who build army build 12 inch figures. Oh, Kevin, I'm not going to do it. Sandwich. Don't worry. No, I, I don't mean, I, I need to ice is, like wait, that. The way the, the amount of, no, no, the amount of wonder in your voice. No, listen to me. The amount of wonder listen. in your voice right there. When you well, said you that finish, well, if you let me finish, Oh, so when you cut me off, I have to let I I, I yeah. <laughs> What's your position on the program? That's right, uh, master so, of the archive. That's that's true, and as such, you should listen because what I'm telling you is, is I'm fascinated and have no interest in doing this whatsoever. But I'm fascinated because you see guys who army build and then they show and they have like five ten. 15 of the same figure like this one guy just got partial a partial order 
of Ahsoka's 501st uh, troopers that ha- that that Hot Toys put out. And he had like eight of them or nine of them. And he goes, well, I got almost all of them. I'm still waiting for however many he said, five or six, whatever it was. And they're two and a quarter-ish, whatever the price, a piece. Oh. <laughs> At 10, you're $2,000. That's insanity. In my opinion, that's insanity. So no, you never have to worry about me army building because right. that's not happening. You know, sorry, I, I'm so, I can't I'm... afford to get. I can't afford to get all the one-off figures that I get. Let alone starting an army build. No, that's not a worry, sir. Okay, so good, Scott, good. for future reference, yeah, now I'm a recovering. And when I army built, I army built in four inch. You know, and even then, it was just like, why am I doing this? So, because I had a problem. That's why. All right. Two things. I, I need a uh, sandwich. Can you just give me an oh, Kev again so that I can isolate that for later? Oh, Kev. <laughs> and then when you said Ahsoka, it reminded me of a news story that I forgot to put on the prep sheet. Hayden Christensen's going to be back in the Ahsoka series. Yes. And, and the fact that he's turning up in the Obi-Wan series almost made it inevitable that he was going to be in the Ahsoka series, which means there's going to be flashbacks. It, yeah, it's got to be flashbacks, right? Because I mean, it's got to be because they wouldn't need because to be him they, if it was Darth Vader in the in in the suit, right? It wouldn't need because... to be him. But don't forget, it was Hayden in the suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith <laughs> with with mm-hmm. the classic line. No. Oh! Oh! I'm Frankenverter. Frank Invader. Oh, I screwed that up. <laughs> um, yeah. Can so, that be the name of the show? Frank Invader. Frank Invader. Frank Invader. All right. So anyway, just to finish up. So PulseCon. And then, and, you know, and again, we, I'm not even going into the details where they had two people who like who, who, who were the hosts of the con who appeared between all the segments. And they were talking about how excited they were about every single thing. I got to have it all. I got to have it all. And you could tell neither one of these people knew anything about what they were talking about. <laughs> it I, was phenomenal. I, I love this. We're going to put the link up. We're going to put the link up to, to, to has uh, to PulseCon so that everybody can uh, follow along or, or at least, they can watch it and then read my review and then they can see. Um, yes, Kev. I also love the many fabulous expressions coming to Target yeah, exactly. and Walmart yeah. near you. Yeah, you, you can't really see what Sandwich is doing, but he's holding up his hand like he's reading off a card. That's exactly what it was. The girl was the worst because she's so looking off to like one side when she's talking. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I mean, is there not a director that says we need to move the card closer to the camera? Cause it looks like she's looking in another room, you know, like it's outrageous. Oh, by the way, one thing I do want to say about star Wars. One thing I want to say, you remember, uh, and this will be the last thing I promise you remember that they started doing, we talked about it on the show. They are doing uh, in, in the spirit of, Marvel Legends doing um, troop builders, right? Marvel Legends is doing them as one-offs, but with Star Wars, remember they're doing a set of four stormtroopers in a pack that you can now buy, right? Mm-hmm. The vintage collection, and then they just come in sort of a kind of a plainish white box. Well, they introduced 
their second series this time. And guess what it was? What? It was Fleet Troopers from the beginning of episode four. Remember those guys in the black vests and the blue shirts and the white hats? Oh, that's cool. It, it would be cool, Sandwich, if all four of them were those troop builders. But mean? in fact, in the pack of four, it is three of those and one Captain Antilles. So yeah, why do you? So you're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of Captain so, Antilles for sale. Yeah. On eBay? So basically, eBay you're alert. three troopers, and you're gonna have infinitely a, a amount of wasted Captain Antilles figures. They can't even do. They cannot even do a troop builder pack correctly. Like who said? Well, they'll. And they literally identified the figure as Captain Antilles. Well, if it's Captain Antilles, put him on a fucking card. Put him on a fucking card. He's a character. He's not a troop builder. Anyway, stay tuned for my full coverage of, of PulseCon. I'm working on it. Yeah, maybe another week. I'm so not inspired to do it because it just infuriates me. But I will promise I will get it done. So... And we can put that one uh, right up on YouTube and let's link Hasbro in it too. So, you know, um, so that they can see, because I mean, I might be the only person that that's calling them out on this bullshit. I mean, other people are, but not as deep as I'm going to. All right. So, so before, and we, with that, well, before we wrap up the show, there's, there's two other oh. quick things that I, I wanted to, to mention. One, we mentioned, you know, Avalon Hill and board games earlier. If you're a board game fan, uh, because of the, the the pandemic and and a lot of the shipping delays, just remember there's going to be a shortage of a lot of uh, print materials, whether that's books or board games. And so you know, do your Christmas shopping early because there might be a shortage there. And then I also wanted to mention before we get to Halloween, because this episode should go up on the Friday before Halloween. Uh, I don't know, Kev, did you hear at the Oogie Boogie Bash the new character that got introduced? Uh, you know, they have the villains normally out at Oogie Boogie Bash. Have you seen the footage? It is Zombie no. Captain America over at avengers campus of course so it's, I mean, it's pretty cool i mean that's that's a nice uh it's listen it, it's I, I what if it's popular and you can tell people are liking zombie captain america one because not only are we getting a six inch but we're getting a hot toys of him as well so clearly a character that you know resonated with some people so there you go yeah so i just wanted to put that out there a little theme park news uh and and the board game news before we wrapped up so okay that that's uh with that i think maybe we should do the uh good old social medias yes uh, one more time i will remind you you can uh interact with the show by giving us a call at the gvm line 201-730-2547 you can also email us your comments at geeksoftng at gmail.com and Please like and subscribe to the show on whatever podcatcher you use. Uh, share us on all the social medias. That's your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams. It is at GeekStuffTNG. And then support the show on Patreon, right? For a dollar a month, you can have access to the Discord server and chat with the show. For $3 a month, it's the early bird special. For $5 a month, it's the bonus round with the vintage episodes and the weekend bonus show. And for $10 a month, you can watch us do all this stuff live on the Instagrams. Uh, you can... Uh, Follow your intrepid producer here at Piday Scott on Twitter and Instagram. Sandwich. You find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. 
and I am BK Geek Stuff uh, everywhere except Xbox, where I am Big Kev GS. And with that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Scott, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 656, right? Correct. I get it right. Uh, the one we called No Pulse Con 2021. Uh, to a close, the way we end some shows by saying, "Good night, James Michael Tyler. Wherever you are." Oh man, Trey, look up at the sky. It's a full moon on the Sabbath. This is scary. Break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He said, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfen clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay, it's over. That's a wrap. Oh. The next day, what happened? The Toma didn't teach. Oh, I man. got up in front of everyone to give my little speech. Then my teeth turned into fangs and my nails into claws. And I nearly dropped the Torah when my hands turned into paws. I growled and I roared and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at Temple Beth Emanuel. Hey man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words? My manager, Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits for spooky scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't. I, I just don't think this. The idea of the song can sustain itself for that long. It doesn't. It seems a little sweaty now. So this whole premise is sweaty. We had a reception at the Lachman Country Club. They served a real nice brisket and an eight-foot party sub. I danced with my cousins. I got money from my folks. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes. Uh -uh. Then I remembered the premise of my song. I was at a nice reception, but the werewolf part was gone. So we pulled ourselves together and we're wolfmen again. Just in time for Monster Fight to begin. No. All the country club employees were brain-sucking pack. Who had all turned into zombies and were on the attack. No. So we fought them and some Draculas and Frankensteins too. Cause you gotta love Bar Mitzvah even if you're not a There's no such thing as Frankensteins. Spooky scary. No Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Cool. Hairy boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't want this. I don't like this. This is scary. Turning into werewolves and stuff. You know? I don't know, Trey. I'm not feeling it. This ain't no dick in a box. Mazel tov. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just. Take a day. <laughs>